and today we are going to be talking about passwords and why you should stop using the same email address for every single account and the same or a small range of passwords that you have made up yourself for every online account that you have. Yes, that is the, the, the main role is you should have a distinct password for everything. And tell us, Andre, how can anyone possibly remember that many passwords? Uh, you don't need to. You have to use a special piece of software called the Password Manager. In fact, um, your browser, uh, I'm sure all of your modern browsers, Chrome or Safari or Firefox, have that built-in function to memorize passwords for you, and they can become that for you. Would um, you advise this? Uh, that's a better than nothing. Okay. Uh, I'll be to, in all honesty. Um, doing something like that um, is better than nothing, uh, but it isn't the best uh, because there are certain vulnerabilities that the built-in password managers have that a dedicated password manager um, um, can get around. Plus, um, with the dedicated password manager, you can do other things like share between browsers if you don't want to use the same browser for everything, which I would recommend. Uh, you can also um, do other things like. Uh, upload pictures of your passport, um, copies of your will, uh, any under other number of secure things that you would need to share can be put in there and it becomes sort of a vault for all sorts of secrets in your life. So you'd, well, you'd put those in a password manager, not in, you store it in your browser's password memorizer. Right. Well, you can't do that anyway with your pass, your, your browser memorizer. But even but if they offered, you definitely should not do that. It's just... Look, in all honesty, it's better if if you do nothing. It'll be better to have your browser create unique passwords for you than for you to use the same password, password one two three, etc. That's right. really bad. Right, right. And don't use as password the word password. No, but you all should use a password, dedicated password manager. And the two I would recommend all would be Bitwarden or One Password. Those two are sort of considered to be the top and easiest to use for your average consumer. Right. Either of those would be fine. So I started on a password manager much more recently than you did. Partly that's because you had 700 accounts. <laughs> but I obviously did not really understand how many accounts I had out there. And so I had like, this is the password I use for all my bank accounts. And I just had it memorized. And this is the password I use for all my email accounts. And this is the password I use for unimportant things. Well, and, and, say, and I'm sure you thought it was really strange and weird and nobody would ever guess it. So describe the strategy you used for creating your especially oh. unique, difficult, hard password. Yeah, usually it would be something like I would use uh, words from a foreign language that I knew, maybe misspelled on purpose so they weren't correct either in English, which is obviously my native language, or this other foreign language. And then I would choose, you know, some number of personal significance to me, and then somewhere I would throw in some punctuation. Right, which meant it was sort of semi-memorable, uh, but also you had a bunch of special things that you would substitute in and out, in and out, and over time you were able to sort of memorize what that was. Right, exactly. But it was not totally based. It wasn't totally random. It was based on some sort of knowledge. So I, I imagine it was sort of a certain length, and it probably had a certain degree of security in it. Yeah, and also I think the fact is that when you talked me into it, it wasn't because. I was concerned about security. I should have been, but I wasn't. It was because I was having trouble keeping track of them all, and I was getting really tired of like, oh, it's wrong, okay, I have to go through the whole reset process. And I think you talked me into it on the grounds of you won't have to memorize anymore. And then once I had, had uh, we used 1Password, once we were into that, then you were like, maybe, I think, 
Is, has it been since? I think it's been since we started doing this podcast. Yeah. I, I had already started diversifying my passwords. Oh, and that's the other thing. A password manager will generate super duper random passwords for you. Actually random passwords. Right. Uh, that aren't based on any real words. So there, there are real word options out there as well. But you can say how many letters you want, how many numbers, how much punctuation, what kind of punctuation, because there are certain... Um, like online programs that will only accept a very limited set of punctuation. But anyway, there are all these kind of combinations, things you would never remember, and each one unique, and then the password manager memorizes all of them for you. Right, so it creates a unique random password for every uh, website or every application or every combination that you want, you want. And let me just tell you all why this is necessary and how uh, hacking of accounts happens. So Please do. Usually, um, the the old data breaches, uh, I think there was one, I don't know, like 10 years ago at LinkedIn that actually leaked the passwords in plain text. That is, they were just whatever people had put in was put into a spreadsheet, a database, and that database was somehow left open or somebody hacked it and they got the list and actually had the passwords. So that everybody can understand that if that list leaked and they were able to identify your email name was in the same line as this password, they know that those those two things go together. So obviously everybody knows that's bad. Right. Um, however, um, that's actually not how modern password hacking works because ever since then, the companies have gotten smart. They said, oh, that's really dumb. We shouldn't store the passwords as a, as a plain, plain text. We hash the text. So what happens... This is going to be a little technical, but what happens is when you entered the password in your browser, there's a bit of code that's running that hashes the password. I mean, it runs it through this algorithm. It spits out what looks like a random number on the other side, and it actually compares that random number with the number in their database. So those... it, so your, your actual password is not entering into this. So it's a unidirectional math equation. Right. It's using right. It's using a, it's a hash function. You can't go backwards. It's it's a, it's a um yeah it's a, a cryptography. So it's like just so the basic math principle is the answer is two thousand one hundred and eighty. Right. But there are lots of ways to get to two thousand one hundred and eighty, and you have to come up with the right way to get to that to two thousand one hundred eighty, or it doesn't count. And because there's so many ways to get to that number. Uh, in cryptography, it's much bigger than even right. the number of ways there is to get to 2180. Um, it's impossible to reverse engineer the process. Uh, well, Something I mean, like that. Well, so yeah, basically, you, you put in like your, even if it's a really short password or eight characters, it generates a hash. Uh, the hash spits out something that's long. It's like 256 bits. Uh, so it's really it's a long thing um, that is looks totally random, but it's actually connected to this password. So what happens now is that what's what's leaked when somebody uh, opens gets a password is they don't get your actual password what they get is the hash well however um, there are called hash lists uh, which are billions and trillions uh, and quadrillions (laughs) of uh, entries long which have taken every single English word for example Mm -hmm. every single foreign word and Mm -hmm. they made a hash of that word Mm -hmm. they've done it with that word and any number of different combinations of numbers, and that's gone on the list. They've done two every every two English words, um, foreign words. They've there there are whole novels and books and phrases and everything has put into these big long hash lists. I mean, and there are billions and trillions. And with modern processors, if you get the database and you can try um, a billion 
uh, passwords per second to try to break it um, with all these lists, um, it's going to get broken. Wow, that's nuts. So they're they're not throwing the password at it. They're throwing the hashes. Right. So they have these hash lists that are billions and trillions long, uh, quadrillions long. That so actually now I'm, I'm completely flummoxed. How, how does any password work at all, given all of this out there? Uh, because there are there are too many combinations. Once you – these are – especially if you're dealing with um, – it's called there's something called the end password entropy. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a password, sometimes <laughs> it'll actually tell you what the entropy of a particular password is. Um, <laughs> Uh, that, that's something that you just need. That it doesn't matter for your average user. For most people, um, a password that is 20, char- 20, 20 random letters and numbers is perfectly sufficient. Hmm. That will take billions of years for current processing power to be able to crack. Right. Um, to, they won't be. Able, they have to try that many different numbers for get to work. It's so long. It's so many. So even at billions per second of testing, yes. this, this is there's like so many different orders of magnitude. Orders of mag- it's like because every time you do it, it, it's like it's a, it's a power, so it, it goes up by that much more. I see. Um, and if you want to have a memorable password, that's something we can, else we can talk about later. So every your password manager can generate random passwords. That's fine. If you want it to be super secure, you can go up to 100 characters if you want. Or there's not really not f- a lot for of me. online things won't let you put in that many characters. Right. There's no reason not to go higher, I guess, if you don't want to, if you're using a password manager. Sometimes you may need to enter it on another computer, so it's kind of a pain the longer it is. So right. I think right. for the moment, although this might increase, you want to have something that's you know at least probably 20 characters random right. generated. If it lets you go. As big as the as big as it will let you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some will right. let you go up to like 128 or 200 right. or whatever. Yeah. And then the logic is that what you memorize, like with one password, is right. you memorize the one password that lets you into the program, right. and then it, then you just call up the account and it fills in the data right. for you automatically. Right. Exactly. So you memorize. That's what, that's why it's called one password or Bitwarden. It's the same thing. You ha- you memorize a master password, and that is a password um, that is incredibly important, and you should not generate it um, on the same machine <laughs> that you use it. You should somehow generate it elsewhere. That's kind of ideal, and it should be sufficiently complicated. Now, usually for something like that that you want to be memorable, what you want is to have a password that um, is a combination of probably random words. The best um, the best advice right now is to have a random, random, random word generator generate four to five words. Uh, and those will be things you can remember. You can create some sort of story to remember what those words are. Mm-hmm. If they're totally random, then you, that's sufficient entropy that it's going to be beyond, it's not going to be worth anybody to try to crack that password. Right. And this is something that presumably is only installed on your own devices, so it's not like generally available out there. Well, I mean, you'll, it, will be, it will be uploaded to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your, your, um, your password bundle, uh, the bit, little database, mm-hmm. will be locked up and uploaded to the cloud, mm-hmm. um, but it will just be gibberish. Right. Now, and also, let's just point out the entire business model of things like one password and bitwarden is premised on it never ever being broken. Yes. The one of the reasons I'm m- mentioning these and not uh, and not others is that quite recently in fact in December there was uh, a very um, news about a hack of one of the other password companies LastPass. Mm. And uh, it turns out that they were not forcing people to upgrade uh, their security protocols um, and uh, that was one issue. But the other issue is that it appears that the way they stored the database, um, your username and the website was not encrypted. Oh. Uh, and so what happened is that, that some, really somebody managed to download 
the the bundle, the the um, database uh, that had a certain number of the LastPass accounts in them. I don't know how many it was. Maybe it was a targeted attack. But that database, even though it was a password manager, in the open and clear, everybody had uh, what your email or username was. And um, the password, of course, was encrypted, uh, but it had the website. So people knew that you had an account there. Um, so that was um, a, a huge privacy breach on their part. Right. And um, for places like uh, institutions, that's not that big of a deal. Everybody knows the sites they're using. But for individuals, that's a real uh, a real faux pas. And they're seeing people um, uh, flee from them, I think, with good reason um, to other more secure um, open uh, platforms like um, especially Bitwarden, but also 1Password. Okay. And I also just want to say it does take a little bit of getting used to. It does create slight impediments, slows you down, though not as much as like forgetting your password and having to reset your account every right. time. Um, as a out of security concern, we got um, the parents of one of us to uh, start using a password manager, which had not been the case before. And again, there was a certain, you know, um, learning curve, <laughs> yeah. slightly That's steep That's one of the way. reasons we chose we chose 1Password is that it is relatively easy to use for non-technical people. And um, our um, uh, parents were able to, to, to use it, for, especially for their bank accounts. They're yes. Able to and it should be very clear that... Um, Older folks have the most assets right now, uh, economically speaking, right. and the least tech savvy and right. cyber savvy. Right. So if you have beloved older people in your lives who you are pretty sure are fire hosing data and have a great financial worth out there, you can do them a big favor <laughs> by getting them on a password manager. There's actually manager. a really good website that I would recommend to you. It's called Password Bits. Password Bits. Dot com, I believe. Uh, but the guy who runs it just goes through a lot of this different stuff. In fact, for uh, elderly people or people with very few accounts, um, what you can do is create a little password notebook. Because in fact, a notebook that's not online is a physical, a paper, physical notebook. paper notebook is actually not a bad way to go about it. But the passwords need to be sufficiently long and complicated. Right. Um, so that's one way. If somebody is absolutely resistant to uh, to a password manager as a solution. Um, that's fine. One advantage I was going to say um, between uh, 1Password and Bitwarden is that Bitwarden is actually free for uh, individuals to use. Mm. Um, that's one advantage that it has. There are some limitations in how it can be used, but it's base it's in its basic functionality, it's it's free for individuals forever. So that's mm. one thing if you want to try it out. Bitwarden is uh, good. Pa one password is slightly more expensive, and you have to pay, I think, three or four, three dollars a month or something. We have a family plan because we include, you know, everybody in the family, so it's it's, it's somewhat less. Uh, the price is somewhat less. And we'll eventually be getting our kid on it before he heads mm. out of the house. Right. So he'll he'll be he'll be um, in a, a plan with some of us because one other advantage of if you get a family plan, then you can be kind of the backup for the other. So if the other person loses their account, you can have a, you can get somehow get access to it. There's also the matter of succession. So, say if one of our parents dies, um, then we have there's there are protocols within those programs to let you have access to their database. Right, um, and we also like the two of us share certain um, right. You can create shared folders together. now. Right. Bitwarden and One Password each have their own ways of doing this, but basically they allow you to share passwords between. 
possible. Right. So another, so that that's our basic pitch for using a password manager. But a new use of it um, became clear to me. Once again, we traveled recently. Uh, listeners know we travel a lot. Um, and one of them was that the dawning realization that with a password manager, you can also use fake email accounts and fake uh, security answers. So I'm sure many of you have had to by now, like there'll be like a drop down menu of a whole bunch of things like what was the make and model of your first car? What was your family pet? Or what was your mother's maiden name? And I just want to say, how many women have mothers who have maiden names anymore? You know, like in my case, my maiden name is born publicly in my business name, which means that if my kid were to use his mother's maiden name as a uh, a security question, it would be so ridiculously easy to crack. But honestly, anyone's mom's maiden name is pretty easy to crack anymore. So anyway, what uh, you, uh, Mr. Andre, uh, showed me recently is that you can put in totally fake answers to the security questions. Yeah, and so the reason why they prompt you with familiar things is so that you will remember, but that also is stuff that might very well be on the public record by now. Right. So my suggestion is that in your password manager, if there are security questions, that you simply, you know, create a new field. You're able to create a, just a in your entry. You can say create a new field, a password field, and say generate a password. So it'll be like a new, like a secondary password down below. And then what you can do is create random words. So instead of have it be a random password, you have it be a memorable password. And then that generates words from a word list. And so you can just It'll generate, I think the minimum is three or four, but you can just take like take the first couple of words and say, like, what was uh, my first car? And you can say it was, um, uh, you know, a s street. Um, Green sheep sauerkraut. Yeah, exactly. So then you just write that in. And then, of course, when the, some, someone asks you that question on the phone, you can say green sheep sauerkraut, and they'll, like, think it's pretty funny. However, um, it'll be clear that, 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 and that's totally random. You're not using it anywhere else. That will not if somebody's database gets hacked, like they will be, uh, <laughs> that information will be useless to somebody who now has that information. And you will know because you'll know that it was hacked and you'll know not to use that anywhere else. Right. And you can use it specifically for that right. usage. Right. You just random for every single question you generate a random answer. Right. Anyway, and so then back to the, the travel point is that we needed to get some flights, rent a car, rent a hotel room. And uh, what you did is you oh. figured out also how to use fake email addresses right. in order to log in for these things. Right. So they're not fake email addresses. I oh, use, okay. they're, <laughs> they're, they're there are a couple of different services. <laughs> they're called email forwarding services. Um, there's two main ones uh, called Anon Addy, Anon Addy and Simple Login. Uh, actually have a paid plan with simple login. I like how it functions. It allows you actually to reply. Um, um, uh, but what they allow you to do is to spin up a uh, an alias address immediately. So I have an app on my phone and also on the computer. There's a plugin you can use to spin up a fake uh, a, a, an alias email address. And so it just looks, it's... Um, Usually it includes the the domain name and then a period and then a random set of numbers, or you can just have it be two random words or whatever you want, as long as it doesn't already exist. And at uh, simple login is is simplelogin.com mm -hmm. or alias.com, A-L-E-E-I-A-I-S or something like that. Uh, and so that mask, your name is not in there. You can just make up a name. 
um, and then it will send information to that. So I, I've used that for uh, if you're signing up for newsletters or if you're signing up for, say, a streaming service, someplace you don't want to give your real information, just just totally make up uh, your info, um, generate a spin up a, um, a an alias address, and then you have an account that's not directly accounted directly attached to your identity and can't, you can't be profiled. In a right. So right. again, the nice thing about a password manager is it has all the different fields. So you can have your login credentials right. be any of these alias email addresses rather than your actual one. And then you don't have to remember. Right. Or and keep in track. fact, um, Bitwarden allows you to create an API key within the email forwarding service, both um, Anon Addy and Simple Login, that allows you to generate an email address from within the password manager. So you can spin up um, a new alias address um, within that password manager, especially within that ma password manager. You can create a note on it, et cetera. Right. So, and then you could, those email, those uh, alias addresses, you can put a note on them to say what they're for, when they were created. Um, and you can go in and turn them off if you start getting spam, for example, mm -hmm. uh, that to this one particular address. And it will forward it to whatever whatever account you want to. So if you start getting messages from this to this very particular account, you can just go in and turn it off. Or you can just delete it completely if you want to. Right. And as you pointed out, this will give you an idea of uh, who is sp selling your information. Right. Now, people have been doing this for a long time in different ways. With Google, you, with Gmail, you can put plus after after your uh, username uh, that allows you to create like like uh, like um, uh, John plus Netflix at gmail.com. Yeah. And that tells you it's Netflix. But that's um, a lot of those are not accepted now anymore. I would imagine that John at gmail.com got in really early. <laughs> yeah. So those are those are a couple of ways, a couple of things that you can do uh, to um, prevent uh, large profiles, uh, large and obvious profiles to be built on you. Now, clearly, somebody if really somebody is targeting you with surveillance, that's not going to work because they can find the IP address and they can follow things back and forth. But just for general um, profiling, that's going to be sufficient for most people. Right. And since the content of most of the, your security question prompts now is going to be publicly available, using fake answers is a really good idea going forward. Right. And so th there's. So let me just go through the, the procedure uh, once more. For all of you out there, you really need a password manager if you're not using one. You need to have a unique difficult random password for every single login. And the reason for this is that if, not if, when any of those sites are hacked and the hash that is connected to your email is released, uh, then that password won't uh, compromise any of your other accounts. Right? Um, so you need a, a password manager to manage all, manage all of these unique passwords. The second thing you can do is to get a email forwarding service or a aliasing service like Simple Login or a non-addy that will generate not only, uh, so you won't just have the unique password, but you'll also have a unique address. Um, now, you shouldn't have these attached to things that are very valuable to you um, because those alias addresses are, um, they don't belong to you in the same way that the other, other addresses belong to you. So they're, some, they're somewhat more fragile. Um, they depend upon how long the company is going to last, and that's you never know how much that is. However, that's another way you can dissociate. So it's, if it's not something that's vital, like you know, a streaming service or whatever, you, you don't need something vital. The other thing that we haven't talked about that I think is also important um, is that anymore is to start uh, using a second factor for authentication. Now, that goes along with passwords. <laughs> 
Um, uh, one of the nice things about both Bitwarden and uh, 1Password is that within the password manager itself, you're able to store what's called a one-time password, a time-based one-time password. Um, uh, and it will enter that for you automatically uh, on a lot of websites. We can talk about two-factor authentication sometime else, but that's sort of the next uh, step towards security. But the first one is to have unique passwords for everything and to have those stored in a uh, password manager that has a very uh, long but easy to remember, memorable phrase uh, that um, is your one password for everything. And then use that to start feeding fake answers to the security question right, prompts. That's, yes. One, one of the one of the things it can do, and on top of this, um, <laughs> nothing, nothing, none of this is secure if your uh, system, if your software is not up to date, and you get malware or it is um, get a virus. And so, um, the first thing uh, that's necessary is for everything of yours to be up to date uh, and uh, not infected, and all the fully patched, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's that's security number one. Okay, that was a lot of stuff and not in order, but I think the, 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 this will be the very last word. Make sure all your software is up to date, get a password manager over and out. Over and out.